Are you, Are you ready? ready? Let's go! Don't you sometimes just want to talk about everything? You know, there's days when you can just talk, 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 about anything. Need to sit back and chat about nothing at all? Nothing but Julie. Coming at you with fun and creative topics and interviews. Did you hear Julie's podcast? She's got the greatest topic. I did. I love it. Come join the chat about everything, anything, and nothing. So unwind and tune in to Nothing But Julie. Great topics and cool interviews. With some pretty awesome people. And now, without further delay, here's Nothing But Julie. Hello, everybody. This is Julie Schrager, the host of Nothing But Julie. Hope you are all doing well. And happy hump day, y'all. What you guys up to? How was your weekend? I know it was a few days ago, but I do this in the middle of the week, so I'm always curious how everybody is doing and how their weekend was. Mine was uh, really nothing to talk about. I just did a lot of errands and... um, Pretty much hung out with the family and my doggies. And so uh, that's pretty much it. So I have to tell you something. Every now and then, I think to myself, you know, what is it that I want to get personal with on my podcast, on my blog also? Like, what is it? How much do I really want to share? And what I'm realizing is, in as much as I think about that, Let's say I decide, oh, you know, I'm not, I am not going to talk about this. I don't want people to know about this. I don't want people to know this about me. Ultimately, I wind up discussing it in my podcast. And it really doesn't matter if I decide uh, a day or two ago that, oh, you know, I'm not going to discuss this. I don't want people to know this. Because in the end, I usually wind up doing it because I just like to be as transparent as possible. I think it's important, especially when someone has a podcast. I mean, you certainly don't need to know everything about me. But I thought to myself, what is the best thing that I could talk about this week? And I mentioned it on my Monday mission, and it was about being a dreamer. And I'm not talking about uh, pertaining to immigration uh, dreaming. I'm talking about actual dreams when you sleep, actual dreaming prior to sleeping, daydreaming. And I know that it might sound like a, ugh, this is a ridiculous topic, but it's actually quite interesting. And I'm going to tell you a few reasons why. I have been an active dreamer, my God, since I was younger. And I think that this might pertain to females more than males. I don't know if it's based on hormones or what. I remember that a friend of mine uh, back in high school every now and then would like skip class and we would come back to my house. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, my parents were not home and, you know, we would be so tired and we would just hang out and we would decide what we're going to dream about. Oh, let's dream about this. Let's dream about that. Most of the time, because back then, you know, our hormones were raging. It was about guys. Uh, And I remember listening to air supply songs and dreaming about like my crush, you know, and maybe kissing him or whatever it was. So it's really no different today with, with dreaming as an adult person that the dreams themselves might've changed. The context might've changed, but I am a firm believer in dreaming. You don't really have much of a choice 
when you are in your REM sleep and your dreams take over. Uh, although I know subconsciously there are ways at times to kind of <clears throat> set yourself up for the dream that you want. Whether that takes flight with your subconscious is entirely up to your subconscious. But before I fall asleep and during the day, I always find myself dreaming. For example, the other day, unbeknownst to me, <coughs> I was having a daydream. I, I was in the middle of doing whatever I was doing. Oh, I remember. I was waiting to um, back up my photos on my iCloud to, you know, give myself some space, uh, some more storage space for my iCloud. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And my mind starts to wander. And I start dreaming about, you know, where I want to be in the next 10 years. And it actually helped to pass the time before I knew it. You know, uh, all that time to back up my photos was done. But it actually helps me think too. Kind of think outside the box. And so why not dream? Why not take the time to dream? Now, you don't need to admit it. You don't need to let anyone know that you are a dreamer. You don't need to let anyone know what you're dreaming about. And that is what I said on my Monday mission, that the greatest thing about dreaming is that it is yours and yours alone. It does not need to be shared with anybody. It does not have to, uh, you are 100% in control of your dreams. No one can take that away from you. There are so many things excuse me, in this world that we don't have control of, in our lives that we don't have control with. One of those things that we can control is our dreams. And what I love about it is no one's going to tell me, oh no, you can't dream about that. Sometimes when I start to dream, it's more kind of like of a fantasy and unrealistic. And I catch myself. I'm like, you can't dream about this. Like, that's not realistic. And then I realize, but it doesn't have to be. That's what a dream is about. It's about the fantasy and the irrationality of the actual dream. So why the hell not make it your own and do it? And so I started thinking, like, why do we dream? Like, what? There are so many fascinating things about the human body. And I was so curious. So I did look up, you know, why we dream. And I had read that, obviously, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, if you're older, you, you, you understand that they are like slight hallucinations. And it, they, these dreams, these nighttime dreams, when you're actually asleep occur during the different stages. Um, but the REM sleep is when they're the strongest. I've actually been told by my husband that when I'm in a deep, deep sleep, I actually sometimes he can see that I'm having a dream. I think it's so fascinating. So, you know, your eyelids move or, you know, your eyes are actually moving really fast. Or, But the thing is that I don't like about those dreams is that you can't always recall that dream or what it was about. That's why I like to just kind of lay in bed before I'm ready to go to bed and actively think about something I would like to dream about. And I do. And I think of things that are all different. I mean, I'm not going to 
give you insight as to what my dreams are because those are personal. But I will kind of lie in bed because I'm not always totally 100% tired. I, I like to give myself time to just kind of relax. So I will take the time to just lay there and be like, okay, what do I want to dream about tonight? And the like I said, you are completely and totally in control. The thing that is not the greatest about dreaming when you are awake is that, you know, you have a certain form of logic. And that's when the, oh, come on, Julie, you know, you're being irrational. Things like this don't happen in a dream. It, that's when that little voice hits. And I have to keep reminding myself, it's okay. It's my dream. I could do what I want. But I understand that there's like certain centers of your brain that triggers certain dreams and they are not very logical, these dreams. And that's what the good stuff. Did you ever have a dream when you woke up and you did remember most of it and you were able to think about it and talk about it, but it slowly then starts to fade away and you don't remember 100% of it as like the minutes go by? That's happened to me, and I've literally had to like be in deep thought trying to think of, okay, what I just dreamed about, and I remember pieces, and as I'm trying to recall those pieces, the other pieces are just dwindling away, and I don't remember them anymore, and that is what I don't love about the REM dreams versus daydreaming. To me, oh, and you all do it, every single one of you, we all do it. And I wonder, what are your dreams? Now, of course, I'm not looking for you to tell me. I'm just posing it as a general question. <clears throat> Do you dream about sex, love, men, women? Do you dream about the ocean, sunrise, sunset? Do you dream about what you might have done differently in a particular situation during the day, during the week? You know, there's so many things you could think of. And for me, when I dream, I sometimes become my own therapist and like analyze it and try and pick it apart and see why I'm dreaming about something. Um, and it's really kind of cool because when I'm really tired, my brain acts very differently to where I can actually see things a lot more clearly than when I'm fully awake. Sometimes I even say to myself, if there's a, an issue pending in my life, I will sometimes ignore uh, how I'm feeling and, and slice it and dice it apart and say, I'm going to wait until I fall asleep. And I'm going to think about this before I go to sleep in the hopes that my subconscious will come up with an answer. As silly as it sounds, sometimes I do figure out what I want to do about a certain issue in my sleep. I can come up with the answers. However, I have to jot it down as soon as I wake up. Otherwise, I it will just be gone. So there's also something about the fight or flight <clears throat> dreams. And it, it's this just amazes me, the brain, and how it works. And how even though it is your brain, it still sometimes acts on its own. And there's so many different areas of the brain Um and then you've got the, I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong, so my uh, doctor friends, please forgive me, but I think it's the amygdala, amygdala, amyg oh, the amygdala, 
amygdala. <laughs> All right. The amygdala, such a funny name, um, is the part of the brain that is uh, the survival instinct. So I know you guys have heard of, of a fight or flight response. That is the amygdala. And it, it's really um, kind of cool that theorists, they, they suggest that this this part of your brain um, is much more active when you're sleeping than when you're awake. And I researched this and basically the amygdala kind of gets you ready to deal with things that are of, 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 of a threat or a threatening nature. Isn't that so cool that your brain can work that way? So let's say there's something going on in your life where you might feel threatened or you might feel scared of something or, and you don't realize that that is your brain getting you prepared. But fortunately there, and again, I find this so cool that in your brain, um, there are nerve signals that are sent out like during your REM sleep and it actually then relaxes your muscle. This way you don't try to run or punch in your sleep. That is so cool. I just, I just find the human body fascinating. But what I love about dreams is it's a muse. You could use it as your muse. And it, it, many of us, most of us are creative, even though you might say, oh God, I don't have a creative bone in my body. You do. You just don't realize that the things that you do that are creative are just that, creative. Sometimes you don't realize that you have creative tendencies. Like my sister is crazy, crazy talented and creative. I mean, her, her mind is amazing and she, oh, she's so creative. And the things that she thinks of and comes up with are just crazy amazing. And you have, well, artists and we all do, but let's say my sister or you or someone who's an artist or creative, you can actually be having dreams that inspire your creative work. I mean, haven't there been times when you've awakened at certain times of your life and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I have a really great idea. Maybe it was during COVID. Maybe it was during a time when you had more time on your hands and maybe it was something that you saw on YouTube and it just was enhanced in your dream. It gives you a great idea for something that you decide to do in your life. Art, jewelry, singing, making a movie, anything. And you have this um, logic that, excuse me, that is kind of filtered and that is always the logic is used as much as it can be used, you know, during the day when you're, when you're awake, but when you're sleeping, you have no restrictions on your thoughts and ideas. And that is why dreaming is great. And you don't have to feel embarrassed about it because you don't even have to tell anyone. For me, I, I am an admitted dreamer. I'm a daydreamer and a night dreamer a night dreamer in my conscious uh, before I fall asleep. I do know that I dream when I'm sleeping, but there was this book, I can't recall the name of it, that I got for my son when he was having trouble sleeping when he was uh, maybe two. And 
it is a book that you can pick the topic. So let's say my son picks Disney World topic. It's a few pages of a story that you start to read. And then it just ends abruptly, just like in the middle of a sentence. But let's say it talks about you're in Disney World and you're at Magic Kingdom and you're about to go on your most favorite ride, blah, 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 blah. You're so excited. You can't wait for this particular moment of the ride that you know you love. And then it ends. And it was said by psychologists around the world that in doing that, it allows your brain to remember the last thing that you thought of and it will continue the story in your brain when you are sleeping. So um, I know that it did help my son somewhat, but I don't know um, at 100% if it is something that would work for everyone. And I say this because your brain doesn't always think, or I'm sorry, dream about the last thing you thought about. Sometimes there's something else going on subconsciously that you don't realize uh, that might take over the dreams. But it might be worth it to do something before you go to bed that can help your brain to dream about that particular topic, which is why I like to dream before I go to sleep in the hopes that I've not only relaxed myself to the point where I can sleep, but to maybe avoid a harsh dream and have a dream similar to what I would like to continue with that I was dreaming about before I went to bed. Um, There's this theory that the purpose of dreams is that they actually um, store memories um, and everything that you know you've done during the day, the weeks, the months, the years, and that it actually deletes memories that are bad. Isn't that cool? I think that um, if if there is research, and I haven't done research on it, um, that sleep helps to, you know, store memories, kind of like a backup. I think like, I think that would be pretty cool if you, if you learn new things and then you go to sleep after you've learned it. I remember it was always easier for me to recall those things versus, you know, remembering it during the day or, you know, studying for a test. Um, I remember when I was in high school, sometimes it was hard for me to memorize so many different things. I just didn't have that brain. But if I put it to a story or to a song, I was able to recall all that information, you know, prior to taking the test. But it wasn't easy because then I had to be a songwriter all the time. (laughs) Let me tell you something too, and this is so important, guys. You need the right mattress. And I know I'm not going to be getting into mattresses or anything. I'm just telling you, you have to be comfortable. You have to just be able to lay down with that comfortable mattress and that comfortable pillow and be able to just go into la-la land within a certain period of time, but hopefully not right away. Hopefully you'll have a little bit of space to dream about things. Um, 
if you have like a sleeping disorder or you don't have a comfortable mattress, you're not looking forward to sleeping. It could actually cause you to become anxious um, about your sleep. And it can actually bring like other um, sleeping issues. So, you know, you want to just make sure that you have a comfortable mattress. But let me, let me also talk to you about this. Okay. Why do I like dreaming aside from the reasons I just told you? Well, these things actually help you to become a doer. So you don't have to kill the dreamer in yourself. It, 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 let me explain to you what I mean by that. When you dream and you're not being logical, you're thinking outside the box, it can actually lead you to doing those things in reality. So let's say, um, first of all, when, when we choose to kind of like disassociate ourselves from the world and just become our own entity, that is when I feel like we're the, f- the most free. And that is when the dreams, to me, are the best way to do that. It's like you want to give... Okay, let's say you have certain goals in your life, okay? I don't believe that the genie was meant to be stuck in that lamp. I believe the genie has always wanted to get out and make your dreams come true. And those dreams really need to materialize. I think that when you dream, it's because of the things that you would really like to have in reality or some portion of it. So you can write them down. Write these down. Look at them. Admire them. Look at them as being glamorous. Don't examine them to the point where you're dissecting them. And like I said, you're not saying, oh, this is not rational. I've had so many dreams that have become reality things in my life that I've wanted to do, things in my home, things that I've created to make life, let's say, easier, like having a functional uh, kitchen for when I cook or I have guests over, knowing where the wine glasses are. Yes, that's very important. (laughs) You know, having uh, an easy workable area um, and making it functional. And believe it or not, there are times where I've actually dreamt about organization and things that I can do and it would come up with these pretty cool ideas that I would put into reality. You know, I don't always think they're totally practical in my dreams and then I just make them more practical when I'm awake. Um, I also feel like what, what you need to do will be done. Um, running away from certain things isn't going to change the fact that they still need to be done, you know, like putting things off. Um, but when you uh, dream, you can get all of these necessities out of the way and, and you feel lighter and more positive. I feel like when you are in the company of other people that are doers, I mean, all that can do is be a positive. I hope that I inspire people. I don't think that I'm like a crazy inspirational person, but I am a doer. I'm a dreamer and then a doer. And I think that when you surround yourself with those types of people, dreamers and doers, they can be very inspiring. 
And if you're a staunch dreamer, I mean, like I am, um, I've read that I could be, you know, close to overdosing and inspiration. But sometimes when you dream and you dream so much, real life can sometimes be felt as like a letdown. And it's because you're not and you're you're dreaming about a fantasy, a life that really doesn't exist. That's why sometimes my dreams have to be a little more realistic because I don't want to be an angry person in this world having these expectations of what life should be according to my dreams that are just not realistic. You know, it's like living in a movie fantasy that just will never come true. But I have to tell you, I truly believe that your brain does need to dream. I know that, um, I, I've, I, when I was, and this was a long time ago, um, I remember when I was, uh, taking a class at college, um, it was a psychology class and research was showing that, um, that when you dream, it's not just a byproduct of sleep, but it, it's also good for our well being, And that's what I'm trying to maintain in this podcast it is essential to dream because it helps with our well-being. Again, we're talking about inspiration. Um, there are certain songs that have certain words in it that are so, so, so inspiring that can actually give you almost like a table of contents into what you want your life to be. Again, it doesn't mean that you have to be like, you know, completely on the side of fantasy when you're dreaming to where you want to live an unrealistic life. You can make your dreams much more realistic. Things that you know can be, you know, ascertained. Um, I think that my dreams, certain dreams, do have special meanings or do have a purpose. Um, sometimes I'm skeptical about that, but I, I feel like when I dream about certain things, now I'm going into my REM dreams, uh, my unconscious subconscious dreaming. I sometimes wonder, like, uh, is this for a useful purpose, this particular dream? Sometimes if I have a really bad dream, of course, I am a very analytical person. And I question, why did I dream about this? Oh my God, you know, what's wrong with me? <laughs> But I just think that sometimes when you have a really crazy intense dream, it could be a combination of a plethora of different things that has gone on in your life, whether in the past uh, or uh, in the present. It might not be any one thing. And, and your dreams can just stem from so many different things. You know, if you have a dream where you're really angry, it doesn't mean that you're angry at that moment. It could be something that's been pent up for 10 years that's bothered you that you just have not been bringing to the forefront and it's coming out in your dreams. Aha. But sleep itself is an entirely different, you know, story. I, I believe that... um that if you don't sleep for as much as you're supposed to sleep with, it can be more detrimental to um, to your dreams. So what do you do about that? You know, what do you do about lengthening your dreams? Well, for me, um, 
the only way that I can really get a good night's sleep is I actually take melatonin, um, you know, before I go to bed. And I, I do a few other things. Um, the one secret ingredient, though, in it is definitely the melatonin. And just winding down. But I'm a night owl. You know, I like to read. Sometimes I do like to go onto TikTok, although I know I read everywhere that you shouldn't be doing that. And sometimes, believe it or not, reading is not the greatest thing, too. There was a book that I was so into, and I would only read it at night when everyone was sleeping and it was quiet in the house. But I got so into it that I literally could not fall asleep until I found out what was going on. Or, you know, so <clears throat> it's not always the best thing, but. I really wonder if dreaming can be more therapeutic than anything. You know, dreaming could be your own therapist. Because, first of all, we know that time heals all wounds. But I believe that sometimes when we sleep and we dream, uh, during the intense REM, you know, sleep tre- sleep dreaming time, that when you dream about, let's say, things that have been bothering you, it could really help with the pain that you've been dealing with regarding these emotional episodes that you might have had in your life, something that might have been traumatic. It can actually help and heal you and heal your brain and your feelings when you are dreaming about it because you have certain receptors in the brain that can actually help with the rationality of dealing with those particular emotional episodes. And you don't sometimes even realize that you've been healed in your dreams um, for something that has uh, on a subconscious level been bothering you. You know, you could be angry, an angry person, but you don't know why. And there could be a lot of traumatic experiences that might have happened in your past that you are just not relating it to. And you kind of get to a point where, or your brain gets to a point where when you are sleeping, it's actually healing you. It's like your own little therapist. Um, it's almost like getting like an overnight resolution. And when you wake in the morning, you don't realize why, but you feel free or freer. And I think that that has a lot to do with this like dream therapy. I don't even know if that's even like something, but that the REM sleep is the only time, the only time. And I I just know this from doing research, um, that it's, it's devoid of any anxiety. Um, but oddly enough, at the same time, uh, your emotions are like activated during the REM sleep. And so it's like, a how do I explain this? Um, when it gets activated, it's, it's free of memories that upset you. And it kind of brings you into like a safer, calmer place. Does that make sense? At least, at least with me. Um, I, I did this research on uh, this website, a, a Berkeley University website. Um, and it said uh, that there was a study that was done at a, in a sleep center 
where um, young adults participated uh, in this, you know, kind of sleep thing. And they were divided into two groups uh, to watch, uh, like, uh, emotion-inducing images while they were uh, inside the MRI scanner. And about a half a day later, they were then showed the exact same images. Um, but what wound up happening was those who slept in between these two sessions um, said that they had a decrease in their emotions with how they felt in response to seeing those images. Um, it's amazing to me how when you sleep, the brain kind of heals itself. It doesn't really explain the role of dreaming. I don't think that anyone has been able to really dig into the brain to really 100% understand its functionality. There's guesstimates, hypotheses, so many different things. Yeah, you could scan your brain, but it doesn't, it still is not 100% proof of what these dreams do. Um, but I do know, it, it, at least for me, that dreaming does help me to kind of deescalate uh, emotions that I have that um, could have been bothering me, you know, during the day. And I believe that it, the function of dreams, like I said before, the function is to help with any kind of past emotional events that might have, uh, you know, been a part of our lives. And we can basically learn from them and become better equipped on maybe how to deal with our, our lives going forward. And, you know, I, I want to just say that I, earlier I was talking about um, that when you, when you dream, it enhances the, you know, your creativity. Um, that is definitely, definitely true. And this again is the REM sleep that we are talking about. You, if you are a very creative person, I am certain that you have dreamt about, uh, different ways of being creative and perhaps have woken up saying, oh my God, I have such a great idea about this or about that, or I'm going to do this rather than that. Your brain at night just totally helps you figure out so many things that that is why you need so much of it. So your brain uh, can aid you in, in healing. I have not slept really well in I can't even tell you how long. And I am, I, I'm not tired all the time, but if I don't get at least a decent night's sleep, I'm not looking for an amazing night's sleep. I'm just looking for a decent night's sleep. If I get a decent night's sleep, then I am so much ready to go the next day. But it could be detrimental to you if you don't get enough sleep. Um, I, sometimes I won't get to bed until really late at night and I will have dreams like closer to the early morning hours versus those people that might have dreams, you know, earlier than me. Um, 
to me, you know, I believe that when you dream, it actually helps you uh, problem solve. And what might have bothered you during the day, like I said earlier, can be figured out sometimes in your dreams. With some people, maybe not. But I have taken things that are negative in my life and used them in my dreams to kind of problem solve in the hopes that it will. Sometimes it doesn't. But what does always help is waiting until the next day to solve a problem that's really, really, really bothering you because you're much more rational after your brain has had a chance to wrap itself around the issue. Not just rational, but able to deal with the situation in a more calm and cool way, at least for me. And that was something I I had to learn, you know, as I grew up. Um, The context of the dreams, though, or the content, I should say, not the context, the content of your dreams is really amazing to me. There have been times where like my son would tell me that he had this really weird dream about this, that, and the other thing. And of course, I start analyzing it. Oh, I wonder what this could mean. Let's say you broke up with a a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you're really emotionally distraught from this particular breakup. So it doesn't mean that that is going to necessarily carry over into your dream. But what it could mean, however, is the way that you dream could be something that is related to that breakup during the day, those emotions that you've been carrying around with you all day, but show up in a different form in a dream, a totally different form. But if you think about it, you could try and pick it apart and see what pieces of it has to do with what's been going on, if you're able to remember most of it. I I sometimes, and I know this has happened to you, have you ever had a dream that was just, it it was real, It, it really happened, and you are convinced that this was not a dream. Oh my God, that has happened to me so many times where I've woken up and been like, oh my God, wait a minute, this is a dream? That is when you are in the deepest of REM sleeps that you actually think that you are in real life. And if you, if you can't get, you know, the quote full eight hours of sleep, um, you can miss out on these advantages and uh, lose out on healing and lose out on you know, being able to have a really good problem solving dream. But there are a lot of people that underestimate the power of a dream, but we all do it. And aside from the REM, why not take the time to dream during the day or take time to dream before you go to sleep? I mean, you can do it. You could do whatever you want. It's your body. It's your brain. But I do believe that you do need to try and get as much sleep as possible. For me, I um, like I said, melatonin. Um, but also I have to sleep in a very dark room. 
I always needed a nightlight, but since I was married, my husband liked a dark room and I have now become so used to having a dark room that I actually have those, um, what are those, uh, they're, um, they, they prevent light from their like light blocking curtains. I mean, even one little teeny area of light can wake me up now. But anyway, if you really want to get a good night's sleeping and really activate your dreams, you have to make sure that, you know, your room is dark enough for you where you're not looking like at any kind of bright lights. Um, I'm going to tell you what you should do that I'm not doing, which is not looking at your cell phone or, or have a, a dim, dim light on. Um, I know that it's really important to adhere to a schedule. And if you adhere to a schedule, your brain gets used to going to bed at a certain time, waking up at a certain time and, and, and sleeping for a certain amount of time. Uh, although look on weekends, of course, you know, you can break that rule, but not by much. Uh, but I, I'm telling you that this works for men, maybe not as much as women, but you need to sleep when it is cool in your house. Not cold, not freezing, cool. Your house temperature needs to be, you know, like maybe 70 degrees or, or lower because your body temperature drops at night. And I did read this, that when the temperature in the room is low, it, it signals your brain that it's time to go to sleep. There have been times where I would lower my air conditioning. I do live in Florida. Not that I was hot, but just to help me to sleep. And that cool air literally just knocked me out. Um, if you have trouble falling asleep or you like you, you wake up feeling restless, I don't stay in bed awake. I actually will get up. I'll read a book under a dim light. I'll walk around. I'll get a drink of water because I remember reading somewhere when I was younger that if you stay in the bed tossing and turning because you're, you're feeling restless, then then um, it trains the brain that your bed is not the, the place where you should be sleeping. So, um, and then eventually the sleeplessness is going to return. And that's when you allow yourself to go to bed. Do not mess with that window of sleeplessness. Because right away you can get a second wind and you're right back to where you started from. But once you start to feel that sleeplessness, put down whatever it is that you're reading or doing and go back to bed. I'm going to say this, although I know you're all going to think I'm wrong, but meditating. And I'm not talking about the OM meditating. I'm talking about just breathing in through your nose and blowing out through your mouth, but holding in that breath when you breathe in through your nose for a good few seconds and then blowing it out because there's something about getting extra air into the brain that helps to settle you, settle the anxiety. I can't recall exactly what it is that it does. It must release some kind of serotonin. Um, But whatever you do, do not have caffeine late in the day. Uh, Don't have alcohol. You want to try and have the best sleep. And I do all of this. I will be honest with you. I do all of this and I still wind up not being the best sleeper, but I am going through menopause. So I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Yes, you're welcome for sharing all that. But anyway, listen, guys, this is really supposed to just be about 
using the number one thing in your life that is free for all of us, which is dreaming. No one can take it away from us. No one can control it. No one can tell us what we can and cannot dream about. It's ours. We own it. And why not go to the extreme of dreaming? Why not be as unrealistic and illogical as you want to be? Because it's yours. And why not? I said earlier, don't overdo it. But I mean like, you know, dreaming like crazy every single night. Unless you can handle the fact that, you know, when you wake up, you realize that that's not realistic. But I just always have been a dreamer. And it's not just about um, fantasies. It is about realistic things and things that I can accomplish in my life. And I know that when I dream, it definitely helps me through a lot of... um, issues I might be having, if I'm angry about something, sad about something, something that's been bothering me. If I set myself up to dream about the best way to deal with it, even if I am so against wanting to deal with it the way I'm dreaming about it, I might actually come to the realization that it is the best way to deal with it. You know, kind of stepping outside my comfort zone. But I I want to prescribe to all of those listening My prescription is dream every night before you go to bed and dream every day during the day and take a break with whatever you're doing because your brain needs that break and why not dream? I think it's the best thing for all of us. So guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. Feel free to check out my podcast. I'm all around any and all podcast platforms. Uh, Nothing but Julie. Feel free to subscribe. Leave me uh, a review if you uh, want to check out my my um, social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nothing But Julie. And feel free to check out my blog, nothingbutjulie.wordpress.com. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a fabulous weekend and start dreaming.